What are we going to talk um, about? I actually have not thought about that. Holy shit. Okay, we should talk about that for a second. Johnny Ive. Um, we have to talk about... Oh my god, yeah. Venmo. <laughs> I was like, oh, what happened? This? What's that? We have to talk about Venmo. The, someone used their API to scrape all the payments data and just put it on GitHub. And there's like 7 Holy million shit. transactions. Wow. Oh, please tell me about that on the show. That's exactly what happened with Cambridge Analytica is they just used the API oh my God. to scrape You're the right. data. Wow. But this person mm. just posted it to GitHub. That's that's crazy. Yeah, because we haven't actually seen that Cambridge Analytica shit still. Um, okay, well, we can talk about that and Johnny Ive and anything else that maybe pops up. I haven't, no, I haven't wasn't got there like, a, big... a lot this week, so it's... No, wasn't there something. a big something we needed to talk about? Yeah, there was something. There was something going Johnny on, and I was like, we have to talk about this. Ah, uh, no. I'm going to check take me. I'm scrolling scrolling back in Discord. Superhuman. 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 That's it. Is it that? Okay. Good. Well, we definitely can talk about that shit. What a weird few days. Yeah, I mean, that um, fits really well, as they're not really mm-hmm. an ethical company. Oh, Fiverr was no, the one we were no. going to talk about. Oh, fuck. Oh, yes, can we? And I have to That's talk a good about one. Let, let, let. the woman I yeah. met in Barcelona that runs the China f- government Facebook page. What? And she's American. I don't spoil anything. This sounds amazing. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so excited for this story. Okay, we start with uh, Fiverr, and then we talk about that, and then we talk about Johnny Ive and Superhuman uh, towards the end. Okay, please enjoy my sock. You can't really tell. (laughs) Same. Yeah, it just looks like a microphone, but to me it's like right in my face. Um, Okay. But your background is beautiful. I like this painted wall. It is. It's just like this weird wall thing. Um, It's 109, right? I'm going to get it right. Yeah. Cool. Here we go. Hey, you're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, the show that looks at tech and how it's shaping the world around us. I'm your co-host, Owen Williams, and joining me today are your other co-hosts... Frederico Mati. Zach Grosser. And we're doing it remote this week. Fun! How are you? It looks like you're a million miles away, but I'm in Germany. (laughs) Yeah, we are in Amsterdam, and the weather is warm. It's pretty good, actually. Oh, really? It's it's not hot, hot, but it's it's nice. (laughs) 22. Oh, I'm jealous. Germany is just cold. <laughs> Nothing it's funny to report. How... It's just cold. Huh? It's just cold. It's not exciting. <laughs> it's funny how after having 30 plus degrees, 20 now feels mm-hmm. like I need a jacket. Yeah, it ruins you. <laughs> yeah. I don't need a jacket. Uh... <laughs> you really don't need a jacket so, when it's 22. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I'm just like blown away that I caught a train across Europe and it feels like I'm like on a different continent. Uh, kind of actually reminded me of recording with John, like it feels like 10 years ago because we used to do this every week. Um, I've never recorded on video with you both, so it's kind of fun. Oh, um, yeah. So I wanted to start with a random thing this week, Fiverr, <laughs> which is like it's a bit, bit random. Uh, and the only reason I bring it up is actually I think they actually okay. First of all, I'm pretty sure they went public recently, which is so weird to me. Yeah. I don't even like. I don't even have a take other than Fiverr is public. 
Um, so if you don't know what Fiverr is, it's this marketplace where you can just go and hire people for a Fiverr, I guess is where it, <laughs> I guess where it came from. Um, but things like, and, and it's like for any task, it could be like, design me a picture of a dinosaur for $5. Design me this. And the reason that I, um, I went there this week is um, we've done 109 episodes, which is a terrifyingly large amount. Um, and Zach and I have been talking about moving to Anchor, a different podcasting host, for a little while now. Um, they got acquired by Spotify, blah, blah, blah. And we were like almost doing it like three times, I think. And then I realized, oh, but there's 109 embeds on my website. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to change them. I've already done it twice in the past. Um, and so I was went on Fiverr and I just like typed in. <laughs> I, at first, I couldn't think of what the word was for the task. It was like uh, copy paste. That's <laughs> what I typed in. And the first person who came up, I like, I hired them. I hired them actually to do 109 embeds. Now, two things. It's not five dollars. <laughs> Nothing on that damn side is five dollars. Yeah. Um, uh, that was that was kind of like the first thing, and then the second thing was like, wow, it's crazy how like it worked. Everything on there is so managed that like I think it's already it was already obvious at the start that they're terrified of the platform. So <laughs> uh, can I can I tell sucks. you why I hate that they called it Fiverr? Yeah. Yes. Please. So it's gives people the impression that they're gonna get really high quality work done for just five dollar exactly um and it never cost five dollar and it never should no it's a really shitty branding and when i was living in san francisco the the bart stations were had all these ads for fiverr and they were like they were bad they were like the WeWorks ads the like hustle the like yeah. I work all the time. It, it it's yeah. sort of like the Uber driver version of being a yeah. designer. Yeah, yeah. It was like the late, a late stage capitalism thing. It's like I remember seeing that on like a Tumblr blog or something. Um, it was like it was this whole list of things, and then it was like, and you do all this for Fiverr, and I was like, ah, oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, but so I I went into it. I I didn't want to pay five dollars, right? So like. I was willing to pay whatever like the person basically asked for. I just didn't want to do it myself. <laughs> so, um, but the crazy thing is they basically, unless the seller has like made an option for like a custom thing, you actually have to pay $5. And then like immediately after I did that, I had written like a whole brief. I didn't want to waste any of their time. I had all the instructions so they could figure it out. Um, you can't actually even negotiate until after you pay $5, like $5. <laughs> And then the lady that I hired was like, no, well, that's going to cost like $60. And I was like, okay, well, that's, I don't care. Like, that sounds great. Like, go higher. I don't know. Uh, so I had to pay her again on the app. And then, um, and then she did the work and it was like all through the thing. But it actually worked really well, I have to say. Like, the website has all anchor embeds on it. Um, they did it in a day, which is crazy. Um, and, and it felt like it wasn't terrible. It was just that. I could tell that uh, she was terrified of the deadline on the thing. It was really weird. I was like, just very nice, you know, like I'm using Fiverr. I know that I should be nice to these people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, and she kept saying like, oh, we have to get the sign off before the deadline, before a certain amount, before the deadline, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, like extend it any, like put four days on it. It doesn't bother me. I'll approve it. Um, but it was just a really interesting experience because it was like, oh shit these people are terrified of, and as a buyer i didn't have any controls i couldn't say 
as a it's it's really weirdly abusive like i'm a buyer and i'm like i want i'm happy to give you four days the person has to request it from me before i can give it oh weird so it's like this weird relationship already it's like very yeah, yeah I, don't, I didn't like it and then zach sent me this video i don't even it was like a art contest basically from five i'll put it in the show notes yeah. but it's this guy that's a a pretty you know well known it like mm. art youtuber and he was like right. i tried out fiverr and i think the video is like i let other people finish my work so he he did yeah. like a couple things he had like a sketch of an idea and he hired people at different price ranges on mm. Fiverr to see what he would get. And then he had a drawing yeah. that was like half done and wanted them to finish it and did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll share it. It's fascinating to watch. And it it definitely gives you the sense that like Fiverr's not the best place for anybody. Yeah, it's not. I, it's, I agree. It's weird because it's not super healthy. But I was also like in the situation where I was like, where do you hire people? Like it's the most well-known, I think, marketplace now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because especially for like uh, those kind of like data entry tasks is i don't think i could hire somebody and not feel horrible about it for like a creative task on there like unless it was being paid properly i assume you can do that yeah um, but if you would because pay they can properly, change it yeah then you wouldn't go on fiverr because the mm. premise of fiverr is that it's going to be cheap and easy I, I well looked. i went on there because i don't know anybody who can do data entry <laughs> so <laughs> like i went on there and searched for my job mm -hmm. and oh, everybody was charging too little i was like yeah. no 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 i would charge at least three grand for that and it was like three hundred dollars right yeah. oh my god i'm gonna i'm gonna be writing on there right now <laughs> um that's crazy it's it's really it's really eye-opening i think um because it does i think I'm, you're right freddie like it gives the perception that it should be five dollars like yeah. if it had a different name it wouldn't have this problem and I used to use some other platform for this kind of thing, but I can't remember what it was anymore. I and, can't remember yeah. any of the names, but Fiverr did acquire a couple of companies. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, Toptal was one of them that they acquired. It was like, there was like a few. Anyway, it was just a really interesting experience. I, I like it was very uh, humbling. I'm glad that like she asked for more money. Like I tipped her, and it, like it's quite cool how it works. But they try and offload it to be after the initial buy, and I find that really weird. Like or everybody in the if you go on there and search for something like your job everything is five dollars because they're all competing in the list yeah right um and then they try and raise the price afterwards it was just i, I blew my mind i would like highly recommend hiring the the lady i hired like she was awesome she like just did it um you know i think it was like maybe two hours of work um and she was super reliable but you know like i i would hire somebody for that if i knew <laughs> I don't know. It was like one of those jobs. It's like if you, if uh, if you have a babysitter or you, like you could get an intern to do this kind of thing. But I just don't. I don't know anybody who wants to do that. And certainly not me because I've done it too much now. Um, anyway, we should put that video in the show notes. But Definitely. there's something more important. Zach, what happened in Barcelona? Okay, so <laughs> I was recently in Barcelona, and um, it's a really long story. Um, but I ended up like going on a bar crawl with a hostel group. Nice. With our friend Carmel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and um, I met a woman who is American, but she lives in Beijing. Yeah. And her job is that she runs the Facebook page for the Chinese government. What? So she How? runs the Chinese How? government's Facebook Wait, page. she's American? And she's American. And, and did she do it from America? 
Nope, she does it from Beijing. Holy shit. <laughs> How does that work? Well, it's crazy too, because it's like the most it's unethical so job I can think of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. You're just and like then, casually supporting a regime. Like <laughs> on Facebook. That's well, weird. and all of it's like propaganda. Yeah. Like they only post right. positive things. How's that job not like under embargo? And then <laughs> she said that the woman who runs the Russian Facebook account, the Russian government Facebook account, is also American. No. Yes. What? And she okay, was like, "This is so weird." She was like, "Oh, they sent us a DM after the like 2016 American elections. They were like, it costs fifteen million dollars to buy an election from Facebook." <sighs> They just told, they just like messaged them and was like, hey, do you want to know how to do it? Because it was really easy. Holy shit. She also said that, okay, so there's rules about political, um, Mm -hmm. political advertisements on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And they found out that if you don't advertise to the US, but every other country, they don't flag it. Mm-hmm. She was like, Holy they shit. moderate the U.S. because that's where all their moderators are. Is they care about oh, U.S. regulators see them breaking rules, and so right. as long as you regulate what you put, or as long as you like limit what you put that's against their terms and conditions on the U.S. Facebook Holy account, shit. like to U.S. people, she's like, otherwise it's fine. You can do whatever you want. You can break their rules as long that as you just don't do it in the crazy. U.S. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't. Oh my I god! I just met these people out in the club. No, neither. But yeah. it's weird. I I didn't expect you to meet an American in Barcelona. <laughs> like, I just can't even imagine getting payrolled from China and somehow a not getting in trouble or b like not feeling guilty. Yeah. How did they feel about their job? Well, that's what I I didn't understand. Is like it. Like I said, it's the most unethical job I can think of, and she seemed yeah. like. Well, it's just my day job. I get to travel around China and post, like, quotes from people in rural areas about how happy they are. Oh, Um, no. It sounds (laughs) like she gets a lot of money. Dude, I don't get it. It sounds like that, uh, I don't know if you saw the John Oliver thing about Amazon's working conditions this week. But um, it reminded me of the commercial where they're like, look at how great our jobs are. And then, like, behind the camera, they're, like, toiling. (laughs) It's terrible. Oh God! Well, uh, I'm glad you had a good time in Barcelona meeting I the best these time. people. Oh my gosh! Um, Shall should we talk about Johnny Ive? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Johnny Ive. Sir Johnny Ive to you, uh, Jonathan Ive. Actually, I think. Um, okay, so he left Apple. I mean, we don't even really need to say what happened because I feel like I saw it everywhere. Wait, was um, it his last day yet, or was it just announced? I think he's actually leaving in a few months. Like, I think it's like a transitioned thing. Um, which is all, all of the announcement was so telling, like the way they announced all of this was crazy. Like, so I'm, I'm still, for some reason, I'm on this blacklist at Apple, but for some reason I get like the PR emails still. Um, so every time they do something, I get four different PR people blasting me their press releases. The first one that came in. Yes. Why are you blacklisted by Apple? Um, because I wrote a bad post about them. And if you do that, you blacklisted. (laughs) Uh, seriously, I, I ended up on the blacklist, and it means that you can't call anybody who works there anymore. Wow. It's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. There's just like a little bit of criticism, and they're like, blocked. 
it was about the keyboards when the first one I had broke, I wrote it on the next web and uh, I owed them like uh, loan equipment and they just wouldn't answer my calls. They wouldn't take my emails. They all bounced. It was crazy. Um, it felt like, like genuinely I didn't exist. It was the weirdest feeling. Um, and then I bumped into the guy on the train and it was very awkward. Anyway, so, uh, Wait, there um, a, so there's a blacklist. A black mirror about people like being blocked in public. Yeah, it and they felt just like being that guy. It felt like that. Um, so that's, that's that. the thing. It's, I think that's always been their PR game though, is they ice you out if you do anything that they don't like because it m- makes you eat from their hand, I think is the metaphor. Like you, uh, you're t- more timid, I think, because you need the access Anyway, that's it. That's for another episode. I can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I got the press. The first thing in my inbox um, was some other person got promoted to some other design role. The second thing in my inbox was um, Johnny Ivers starting a design th- firm. And then at the end of that email was Johnny Ivers leaving Apple. <laughs> um, and it, I, it was so carefully stage managed. I couldn't believe it. Um, of course. I, like, I, yeah, and I got the email and I was thinking like, I thought that guy had left already a little bit like well he was it's, there it's interesting because there were all these rumors about him like already like checked out and not going to the yeah. office a lot and then tim cook yeah. sent this email to a reporter about how pissed he was and how it was fake oh yeah uh that look it's all orchestrated this is what you this is what you do i think like I, okay, first of all, the only piece of analysis I have on this is, like, Johnny Ives' last act was Apple Park, and he knew it. Like, the the hardware before that was the MacBook, and then the AirPods, and then Apple Park. Like, he was gone. <laughs> well, um, I, bo- I both agree with you and disagree with you, because mm-hmm. they say that, mm-hmm. like, stuff that's coming out in five years is, like, sitting oh, on yeah, a table yeah, yeah. already in the design lab. Oh, yeah. So, his, I agree with like, that. influence will be there for a long time? Yes, but Even I think it's only on but... really notable product lines. Like, uh, if you uh, like, for example, in the Wall Street Journal thing, it talks about how like Johnny Ive was initially involved with the iPhone 10, and then like wouldn't reply to questions about it. <laughs> like, uh, like when they were like, okay, how do we deal with the button being gone? He was non not present. You know, like those kinds of things that he used to be there for. And I think I think he just got bored of making tech things. Um, yeah. If you saw the way that like he got into Apple Park, I get it. At some point, you don't want to do that anymore. It also sounds hard to be him, right? Because he is so yeah. the face of the company in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your next yep. move? How do you even leave a company yeah. like that? It's really hard. No, exactly. And, and you have all these employees must be like dependent on you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that he struggled with that because like, even in the, the New Yorker profile from year, two years ago, where it was the first time he ever did an interview, he talked about that. He was like, I'm really shy and I hate that everybody at Apple depends on me. And I was like, oh, that's true. Like he's a person, you know, like he's still a person. He's not some like design god, uh, even if he is. He looks like one. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, tower. yeah, he definitely. Well, and it's like every time he opens his mouth, I'm like, oh, Johnny. But I think like, it was very evident here he was like in a back seat at the very least like the last I, I was trying to figure out what the last video was that he narrated or like because he used to do those like crazy design videos it was the apple watch as far as i could tell the oh, the last one that he did the full narration on was the apple watch yeah um and that was the last one that uh a was a steve jobs legacy project that i know of um and b was something that he loved right um so it was just like I watched that video by the way if, if you're listening and you haven't seen it it's actually like one of the best Apple product videos ever 
they have like pictures of furnaces and white rooms it's really well done um it's, put it in the uh, show but it was just it, yeah i will uh it was it was just kind of like i was like wow i i thought he'd left because it was clear his influence wasn't there but it's really actually like an end of an era really like he i'm is quite Apple. excited to see what's going to do next yeah i, love, I agree love the name of his agency what is it it's called yeah. love from <laughs> oh i'm annoyed like that one. it's a preposition but i'm okay with it <laughs> it's perfect because like um, the designed in california yeah. or oh, so whatever true. it is it, that had his fingers all over it yeah but, like love from johnny ive is yeah. like yeah. such a good idea maybe he's uh, I love that. secretly a very cheesy guy i think so he's very british so probably oh yeah <laughs> he um he's it's funny because i i the the agency thing reminded me about the fact that the wording of the whole thing was like johnny ive starts an agency with apple as a client i was like what is this shit like you're making a press release about now paying quadruple the rate like <laughs> what are you talking about it was it was just um, to make sure the stock didn't like have huge yeah movement. i i doubt you'll see anything beyond a limited edition out of the collaboration it's it's yeah. the kind of thing that you say to manage the press well like so there was that fundraiser a while ago i can't remember mm-hmm. it was like four or five years where it, like he was okay. one of the designers and he made like an all red product yeah. oh yeah and they I would sold that. it like and limited the... edition yeah i think mm-hmm. that like the youtube version of apple products becomes <laughs> the like special edition they release four months after to bump sales that's like the johnny ive right. version the, where it's the just dad like a <laughs> different material or a pattern on yeah. it or something or cool. or he's gonna save the planet yeah that too he might That'd design cool. another christmas tree christmas i don't know tree? but has, has yeah have you not seen the christmas tree he designed it's just like a tree with no decorations on it sick <laughs> it's metal <laughs> yeah, yeah it's liquid aluminum <laughs> um he uh i was just thinking though about the fact that he also the studio was with mark newson as well newson newson it's, it's his like best friend as well that's, who also joined apple for a while that's the name i was trying to remember i was like it's not mark yeah. ronson it's something no. like that <laughs> ron swanson <laughs> no the um, the uptown funk yeah guy, mark ronson oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh yeah so I, I i very am curious like a what they ship and b if it lasts like it definitely was completely stage managed like there's no other company in the world that would brag about their key employee leaving and it sounded like a good thing like i've just i could I, it was absurd <laughs> i think that there's not much more to say on this except this yeah. is their one opportunity to bring a younger person that's not a white man yes into yeah. a vp role and make them more prominent externally yeah and if they and completely fuck change that it. up if they yeah. fuck that up i'm gonna be really disappointed yep if and they haven't like, announced a replacement here is another british white man that is older yeah. <laughs> to he run also design likes bentleys and long walks on beaches <laughs> he's been here for 18 years also it's like oh jeez, I, I don't want that yeah nobody that, wants that yeah because we were talking about this like casually the other day of like mm. in 10 years 15 years however long mm-hmm. like who is the next ceo of apple oh yeah, yeah. and then we were like oh well, maybe it, johnny ive yeah his name? well he was being groomed for it for a very long time and i think interesting take is i think he realized that that's never going to happen under tim cook 
I think he might have wanted to do it, but he A was too shy, maybe, and B I think he realized that there's just no way. Like Tim Cook is going to replace himself with an ops guy. Like this is it's Johnny. It was Johnny Ives Apple, but Tim Cook was still the face. It's weird. Um, I still think he was calling all the shots behind the scenes rather than Tim Cook, though. I mean, the Wall Street Journal report was crazy. They were saying like, like uh, they were alluding to Tim Cook seeing products basically on stage for the first time, which is just weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, how is your CEO that disengaged? If you're to play the game, though, of like who's the next CEO, you're like, okay, you've yeah. got, you had Johnny Ive, you don't anymore, but you have like look Craig Federighi, Phil Schiller. Oh, and it's like just a bunch of guys that are Tim Cook's age, so it doesn't make any sense. There's no logical yeah. like next generation person. Yeah, where where's all yeah. the young people? Yeah, all their leaders are like aging, aging white dudes. Oh my god, they're wow. Yeah, because they've lost a lot of talent lately. They lost Angela, um, the the store woman. Arn Arn her last name. Arn yeah, Arn, that's right. She used to work at Burberry, right? Yeah. Yes. And then. Um, uh, um, oh, Catherine Adams, the new uh, senior vice president. Um, that was that was a crazy um, promotion, but she looks after like talent and Apple stores. <laughs> it's very interesting. Uh, I'm looking at this page; it's odd. It's all uh, really like aging white dudes and two women, I think, three women. Wow, that's really sad. Um, well, I Maybe. mean, it's, it, what's surprising was that. Google promoted um, Sundar Pichai into being CEO, and I, like, even that was like a shot. I mean, it's still another dude, but um, you saw the focus of Google change really quickly after that. Unfortunately, yeah. not in the right direction on many on many topics, but like they focused on India and that, that kind of thing. Um, what about Dr. Dre? Maybe Dr. Dre is the next CEO. <laughs> oh my God, is he still there? Yeah, is he still there? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, no. would you leave when you, you get a billion dollars Beats. from Apple? Beats. To just chill? No, and, w yeah, when you get, it's literally like the Silicon Valley. I imagine him sitting on the roof in a deck chair, like, with all these headphones around him. Well, do you know <laughs> what he does? He has a, a a radio hour on Beats. Oh, is he still doing that? Yeah, it's really good. Oh, wow. I'm just Googling uh, what he's currently doing. Okay, so wow. Dr. Dre for next CEO. Yo. Yes. I love dr dre i love his music Me i too. love his producing work but if he's gonna be the ceo of apple which in a way <laughs> sounds ridiculous but then oprah also works for them so who the fuck knows yeah yeah true i'm hmm. i would not buy computers of I, from them anymore I, I would clarify one yeah. thing though oprah works for nobody what? yeah okay oh, That's okay true. she's her apple works for woman. oprah <laughs> Yeah, Apple but works for Oprah. She let's did be get honest. That check from Apple. Yeah, oh yes, right. she did. <laughs> I would love to know what she's being paid. Um, over a billion dollars. Is it? Oh yeah, because she's doing all the other stuff as well, she right? Signed, like the TV show. Yeah, her yeah. O magazine is in the News Plus, whatever wow. it's called. She's got <laughs> a podcast that might be exclusive yeah. to Apple if they ever start doing no that. No way. And um, wow. Super Soul Sunday, Souls. What is it? Super Soul Sunday. Her mm -hmm. podcast. I'm it's so like good. Yeah. yeah. You should check it out. Yeah. It's really good. And then yeah, okay. show notes. Something on TV Plus will be Oprah. Mm. It's it's gonna be interesting. Like I don't know. I I vote for her as CEO slash president. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, but that's she, just uh, because we love her. But the thing is, yeah, that's true. It would we don't want to tell the company them so race. much, or it's already yep. maybe it's already changed. Maybe that's already happened. I think Apple is a company that's made is made to make money at the moment. Like yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know anything about the people behind Teenage Engineering, but they like produce fun products. So maybe like someone yes. from like a fun product company could lead Apple Ooh, next. Ooh, I like that. As long as it's not just like Craig Frederigi or that other dude, the other dad. <laughs> What's Phil his name? Phil Schiller. Oh, the dad. Yes. I don't know. It's 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 weird because I like 20 years ago, it would have been like obvious-ish maybe to have Johnny Ive. I don't know. Well, maybe 10 years ago, but now it's like, eh, there's nobody there to do it. Like, they're all the same person. Um, so, okay. Well, that's Johnny Ive. Also, speaking of Apple, I read a rumor that they're going to fix their keyboard next year. Yeah. I saw that too. Now that Johnny, I've quit. <laughs> well, again, five-year development road yeah. cycle. I don't oh, think true, he had true. anything to do with any of the keyboards, mm-hmm. but yeah. What did Johnny I've do? Did this one? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, I was just surprised to see that they were like willing to relent. We'll see. I mean, it's always a rumor, but yeah, no. Like... To me, it just feels like they have just produced all the keyboards. And indeed, yeah, yeah. they have this roadmap <laughs> for five years, and they're like, yeah. it's kind of broken, but not broken enough to throw away a bunch of money. So we're just going to roll yeah. with it. Yeah. People and are going to buy it we'll anyway. That, well, actually, I think that that's uh, what we'll see is if, if that actually is the case or not, right, in the next few years, because there's such a sales delay on that kind of product. Um, like, will, like, for example, Freddie, you've been really putting it off. Yep. If we would see like a new uh, keyboard design next year, the surge or not at all would be really telling uh, in sales. Like if there's mm. a huge surge, oh wow, okay, uh, yeah, people are already waiting. If there's no surge, everybody's skeptical still. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel that um, if they're going to come out with a solid machine, there's going to be mm. a lot of people that switch to Windows that will consider mm. going back. I would so, do. I would consider it. However, I would not trust them on their word. So I, I think it's because they have different markets that this is to their benefit. The rumor mm. that I read today is that this year we'll see a new MacBook Air with the keyboard, and Ooh. then the MacBook Pro with the new keyboard will be next year. So by then, the people that buy MacBook Pros would know if the keyboard is shit or not. And, and so theory, it's not about course, yeah. like the day the new MacBook That's Pro comes weird. out we have to wait and see it's like yeah. oh well we'll have heard already so yeah. but they will weird, see those sales because they just did the macbook air like what three months ago did they it'll be so weird yeah they got the butterfly on it and then like it broke in a week mm. um oh yeah i don't know oh, oh okay i just remembered one other thing about johnny Ive that we could shut up about apple but um in that new yorker thing i mentioned somebody tweeted me this morning that there's a mention of the Mac Pro design that they announced two weeks ago in it. Like, on a table, he sees this overlapping metal circles lying there, and he's like, hey, Johnny, what's this? And he's like, oh, I'm just messing around with, like, overlaid circles to give the illusion of, like, depth in a computer. And, like, nobody noticed. Oh, my God. (laughs) That is really cool. (laughs) I'll put it in the show notes. I was like, what? They're moving production back to China for the Mac Pro. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Wow, that is interesting. <laughs> not good. Uh, well, not good for uh, Trump's America. So, what was the other topic? Superhuman. 
It's okay. not it. That was a, it sounded excited. I'm not excited. <laughs> oh, and you use it, right? I do use Superhuman, and I'm very Never disappointed. Never email today. me again. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I actually uh, now have tracking turned off, so uh, that w- I, I think it's only worth maybe sh- tra- talking about this in uh, in short. But Superhuman is an invite-only email app that's very popular amongst white males slash VCs. Um, it's like Gmail but fast. It's basically designed to like teach you how to do shortcuts and never use the mouse like it's just fast and like you can unsubscribe with a shortcut and like it's it's cool um but like the first drama came this week i think it was like oh it's uh it's 30 dollars now uh, 30 dollars a month was the first drama and everyone's like 30 dollars for an email client i can get past that if, given how much time i spend on email every day <laughs> like that i don't know a, like 30 dollars a month eh. it was a hard hurdle but, for me because like I yeah. don't pay that much for anything per month except yes. internet well, exactly. and Adobe. Yes, exactly. And I was like, well, when you made the point to me of like you spend all day in it, I was like, yeah, I guess yeah. like that's the argument for Creative Cloud being so expensive. So right. I kind of got it, but I didn't get access because you sent me an invite and uh, you told me, tell them that you use a Mac yes, or else they won't give you access. And I was like, okay. Yes. So I told him I used a Mac. And then like the last question is like, what's your phone? And I just hit Android. No. Not thinking that that also counted. And they were like, wait, they, sorry, you're not accepted. I use Android. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, I they're really qualify. snobby about this. I had to like make some grumpy tweets because like I literally uh, got an invite years, like a year ago and they were like, oh, you don't use the Mac, sorry. And I'm like, it's a fucking email app. Like, are you kidding me? It's a, no, not even an email app. It's a web based email service it's not desktop like the desktop app is an electron wrapper like what are you doing um and then uh i i like angrily tweeted and they're like oh yeah well we're building android but not until 2022 i'm like how slow are you anyway so uh, now that we're past that um it's very weird and exclusive i suspect they're doing this on purpose um they would you know you probably read some book in two years about how he's a genius because like they slowed down the rollout and i'm like whatever like you should let people use the web app if they want to it's fine it's actually really good anyway i pay for it i like it yes oh it's so annoying not interviews you have to do this like 30 minute hands-on onboarding like you're a complete dumbass like it's it's not going to scale like this company is making a ton of money right now but like when it comes push comes to shove the current users will churn really easy they need enterprise like they need to be getting the kind of deals that have 10,000 people in them. Those don't churn. I'll churn yeah. probably in six months when I don't care about email anymore. When you realize you know? that you've been paying $30 a month for something yes. that everyone else offers yes. for free. Well, yeah, exactly. I will say it's the first time I've ever felt on top of my inbox, which is actually a testament to it, but we can talk about that like another time because that's not the actual topic. Um, so the actual topic is WTF. It tracked people opening the emails that you sent to them uh, by default without their consent or knowledge and it showed you where they opened it so like Ooh, what city that and, sucks yeah and like it started this whole crazy debate because people were like oh yeah well like some one side of the debate was well tracking and emails is normal and i was like well that's true in marketing emails you know when you open a newsletter that like somebody's probably gonna like you know that that's going into an open rate at least or at least you can kind of guess that when i send freddie an email she's not expecting me to know exactly when and where she opens it and how many times and like they how would she know like already exists hmm? though right there's not yeah, just yeah, there's super plenty of who's these. doing this yes however they usually were like um really like sales oriented 
products like Mixmax is one of them actually um there were a few like uh, the nihilist email app used to do it there's one or two others but it started this crazy story of consent and like those other ones don't tell you the location of the person exactly. and that's actually like really a vector for abuse i think like yeah you send i don't know your ex an email and then you can see where they're opening it like that's crazy that yeah. sucks because you can just turn like off read receipts on yeah well it is and you know they people are like yeah but it's normal and, and then i was thinking about it a lot and i was like email apps should have like a pixel blocker or something like there should be a way to like opt out of this because yeah. on whatsapp i can turn off read receipts right like whose business is it that i'm reading like text what if i want to like ghost somebody i don't know it's like this weird paradigm um and i don't know i I, so i went in there immediately after seeing this and checked if it was on by default and it was it's on for for everybody by default i didn't even know (laughs) so like the ticks i hadn't ever seen them they're like like 20 percent opacity right next to their name so unless you're like actively using the feature you don't really see it um and i tested it on a few threads and i was like holy shit like (laughs) i felt really bad about it um and it's like a big discussion about like design and ethics and intent i think underlying that like they should ask you at least during onboarding do you want to use tracking do you consent to doing this to other people like rather than just turning it on i also feel i also feel they missed the mark by putting it in there yeah to begin with yeah exactly um yeah i I mean i think I saw a tweet of like, if this was six years ago, I don't know that this would have been a story. Yeah. It would have yeah. still been the same, it sucks, it's unethical, but post yeah. Cambridge Analytica yeah. and Facebook's fuckery for years, like that's... Mm. That's true. I think I think it's the climate. I and mean, like, I think people are... What I didn't like about the debate is I think in isolation everybody knows that other things are tracking you but this one was infuriating because of the timing and because it was on by default and because i would argue it's so brazen like how can you design something brand new today like you said like and it's on by default yeah even or whether in there like it's yeah i found it odd i mean the red receipts sure but like the location yeah. i mean that just yeah, the location was for really weird people to stalk other people yeah and it's like not useful information if you ask me like is it it's not necessary okay so yeah exactly now that we know it was an unethical poor design decision are you gonna keep paying for it owen so i was initially going to cancel and then i saw that they have ripped the feature out overnight actually so they've removed it for now um and then i think they're going to add it back as a non-default thing but my question so i'm currently in the ethical quandary of but these people obviously don't have a good track record uh of like like good design decisions am i willing to let this play out and support them or do i just leave the service and see you know i mean plenty of people still use facebook after more than one ethical misstep so that's true hello i'm still on instagram (laughs) i i'm three days now with no instagram no twitter oh how are you doing Let's talk about it next week Whoa. after it's been a little bit longer. Okay. Okay. Did you but, have yeah, I mean, I, I can tell like why I left, but let's wait a week and have a longer okay. conversation about it because yeah, like it's a huge okay. change for me. Yeah, I can imagine. Like your whole routine, I imagine. Everything. Everything. Um, 
that's that's fascinating i mean even leaving facebook was like that and i didn't use it like i thought i didn't you really use it religiously but it turned out like when i left i realized like oh man i'm using that way more than i thought like i was opening browser tabs pushing f and enter without even really thinking about it yeah i've been doing that yeah. with twitter um speaking <laughs> of cambridge analytica um mm -hmm. so cambridge analytica like just so everybody's on the same page like they used <laughs> facebook's api to pull data on people right like right. they didn't do anything like hacking into facebook so right just yesterday the day before um someone published seven million transaction details from venmo because they had just scraped the api to pull all this data mm -hmm. on people and then they just published it to github so <laughs> Oh, so if you wow. use Venmo, I would say don't. Well, okay, I have a question about this because I was talking with somebody um, about this and they were telling me about there was a story a while ago where like there was a privacy problem because all transactions could only be public. And then like Venmo's response was like, don't put anything you don't want people to see in there. I was like, what? That's your, I, like, that's all you've got to say? I don't think that that's the case anymore. I think that you don't have to publicly right. post. But a lot of people do because they don't know. Yeah, yeah, well, don't, yeah. Yeah, don't quote me because I've never used Venmo, but I saw a tweet I was yesterday. Say, like, the... Because yeah. uh, Instagram was down, right? So they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> "Instagram is down, so I'm checking Venmo what people are doing." That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. Um, I love that. This is okay. I have so many like things with Venmo that doesn't make any sense to me. Like for example, that America is like okay with their transaction system being so shit that they use an app to do it. Fine, but uh, that aside, like the fact that like it seems like PayPal because that's who owns Venmo, right? I think. Yeah. Really? They just they buy like it, are yeah. very like Meh, with it. Like they're just like oh we we acquired this. Don't we didn't? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's weird. Um, and I just, I, I wonder if they're just going to kill it at some point. It's, uh, if you can scrape the whole API, you clearly aren't maintaining that product properly. I think PayPal makes so, a lot of money from it. Do you reckon? It's, yeah. Well, is there, there's no fees, right? It's just on credit card transactions or something. Mm, I don't know how it works, but I know that people store money there. Yeah, they don't charge you for that. So this is the crazy thing with Venmo. Um, how does how does Venmo make money? Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, I was listening to the, so like I was actually listening to Planet Money about this. Um, they had an episode two or three days ago. Oh, the only way they make money is with debit and credit card transactions. Two point two point nine percent. They made eight billion from that. I bet yeah, they okay, sell they the data, and I bet yeah. Oh, that, that too. They, they definitely invest sell the, data. the money that's stored on the platform. <sighs> Just so like they gross. do with regular PayPal. Right. Yeah oh god it's so weird to me like i've never used venmo i don't even know yeah i don't i mean like if for context the reason that we d don't use venmo in the netherlands is our banks you can just make a link and well like, and i pay th immediately think venmo is us only yeah yeah oh is it i think yeah. so well, it's america's the only place that has this problem <laughs> yeah but like i've um, tried using it i feel because everyone's like oh right. just Ven venmo me if you're but in the us definitely no use square cash um, yeah, that's yeah, but still we have like, transfer yeah. wire now. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, transfer wise, you mean? Oh yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. No, but transfer wise, that thing. So Venmo and Square Cash were great because they were instant and it didn't matter what bank right. you were using. Right. And right. transfer wise takes time hmm. between banks. Yeah, that's right. That's the key, fees. I think. 
But TransferWise um, is cross-border. That's the special part. Yeah. And the Dutch one, that had, your bank generates the link. It's instant. So. <laughs> and there's <laughs> the TD, thing. It's like which is like uh, Venmo, but it's also it's owned the by verb. one of the banks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's like all these apps where you can make instant payment links, but they, uh, that's what I like about it is it's like bank owned. They're all built into the system at least. See, I don't like, I don't like it. I don't like any bank period. Yeah. I don't like banks, but I don't yeah. like other people taking a cut to m- move money from one place to another. <laughs> I think every bank is extremely unethical and the mm-hmm. whole oil industry is propped up on the banks supporting them mm-hmm. still. So fuck them. Yep. Yep. Oh man, we could talk about banks forever. I Apparently, know. you're talking about banks and Discord already uh, without me. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. Get in there. Ugh, banks. I love banks. I don't love banks. <laughs> love complaining about it. Okay. Well, let's let's uh, let's wrap it up there. If you have a hot bank tip, uh, email it to Zach Grosser at no. <laughs> um, so tweet so, at me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> tweet it. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> we will uh, not see it. Um, <laughs> But on that note, please uh, please do email us feedback hi at chargepodcast.com. You can leave a review. You can actually see the podcast episodes now on the website, which is fabulous. We're up to date, finally. Um, yeah, you can hashtag engage with us on at chargetech on Twitter. <laughs> you should log into that account, Zach. <laughs> I'm still on so, Discord and Slack. Oh, there you go. And Just not public social media. LinkedIn. <laughs> I found my I LinkedIn. caught myself scrolling Woo! through LinkedIn when I was bored. And I was oh, like, this, Zach, this is boring. I, I think you've hit rock bottom. <laughs> I opened Snapchat uh, again, and I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm still sad. I want to use it. Uh, Got to get that share price back up. Okay. Also, well, well uh, thank you for listening. Otherwise, we'll see you. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Hell yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, Viscus. I was like, do I hang up now or? Bye. Bye. Oh, uh, I have to go outside again. Okay. Where are you going, Owen? Awesome. Uh, I'm going to go to a fabulous looking coffee place. I'll send you a photo. It looks awesome. I'm going to leave this all in the chill. show. Yeah. We're still going. Please do. This is the show going still. We're still this is it. This is the, the after show. We should do pre-show and after show once. Like, in this format, we have no reason not to broadcast this. <laughs> yeah. We should do it in, like, YouTube or um, something. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Is there a um, good... I'm down. Kim- competitor to twitch and youtube live so uh, uh, i think it like used, hmm. a lot of people are using zoom but i hate zoom more than anything Ooh. else yeah, yeah i'd rather use youtube live in that case <laughs> i hate um, zoom i can't even think of anything it would be like one of those old streaming services like livestream.com but i think that probably is dead <laughs> like, we could um we could just do it in discord that too that's oh I that'd be kind of fun actually hey you can stream video. you can get video streaming yeah oh that would be fun we should try it actually some week i'm down yeah. okay cool well right. i am gonna go back to the germany thing so thank you for going through the hassle of <laughs> making this work yeah okay all right I'll bye for now bye I'll i'm gonna hang up
Hey, you're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, the podcast that looks at tech and I start again. <laughs> and how it's shaping the world around us. Uh, okay. I was just like, wow, this is weird that you're on webcam. 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 We- oh, you know what's really bad is I saw you pronouncing that on the stream before I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew what was coming. Slightly <laughs> off. <laughs> That's okay. amazing. 